Hey, I have news. It's the end of the roadmap. I'm going to tell you why. I'll fill you in. The what, the how. Why what I have to share with you today is so important to you. And I have one big surprise that will make you feel really good about what's possible for you. So come join me, come listen. I'll see you on the inside. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. So the roadmap is officially over. You know, it was called the roadmap to 50k on Shopify. And it's over because a few months ago, Sock Doggo very quietly crossed that $50,000 mark. And, And so of course, I had a moment where I celebrated in my head. And then I really started thinking about next steps. What do I do next? How can I share what I learned that will help you grow your business. And so I thought back to why I started Sock Doggo, why I started this journey. And really, for those of you that don't know, I started it right after I sold my bigger e-commerce business. And that was the very last day of 2018. So I started working on uh, Sock Doggo. Of course, it was nothing, no product, no website, anything. And really, I did this because, first of all, I knew that I wanted to stay current and relevant. I knew that that had been so helpful for our members and our audience when I could bring them back uh, behind the scenes at WeSqueak. I wanted to be able to do that at Sock Doggo. I wanted them to see how a real store grows the way it happens for most of us that are in e-commerce. Because most of all, what I wanted to do was normalize it. Because when you start a store, you start at the very beginning, really, it's quite easy to start feeling like, you know, you're kind of a huge loser, that you're doing it all wrong, or that your website's all wrong, or that your product's wrong, or your pricing's wrong. It's really easy to fall into that uh, feeling of, gosh, I'm a failure at this, because all around you are all these success stories of people who've got it. And what you don't know really is what happened behind the scenes. And so I wanted to normalize that. I wanted you to see how it really happens for most of us. When you don't have outside funding, you don't have a giant team, and you don't have, you know, 12 hours a day to work on your business. And so that's what I really wanted to do. And I feel like that was, I I was able to do that. And in fact, when I think about the wins, probably the biggest win for me with uh, Sock Doggo was it put me right back into that beginner's mindset. Because when you have a big e-commerce business, you do have other problems. But wondering if the business is viable, wondering if you're putting your family at risk, wondering if you are just doing it all wrong, those aren't the worries then. And so it was very valuable for me to feel like that, to actually feel like I was failing a little bit and just to feel kind of, is this really a thing? And I was able to like recognize that that's how I felt and understand that that's how many of the people who come to us feel. And so how can I position things in a way that 
shows them how they can get quick wins one after another. And so that was probably the biggest win for me. But of course, the other thing that I thought was so very valuable is I was able to implement implement strategies, get results. Some of them I shared, some of them I didn't. But I really wanted to share things that you could implement pretty easily too and feel confident that you could get results and feel like you were on the right track. And probably the biggest win from that, from me having a store and still staying relevant and connected, was when iOS 14 happened. So for those of you that don't know, iOS 14 is Apple's... uh Apple's response to privacy. And so all of these people that we were able to track before are now able to opt out of of tracking. And when I was speaking to Leona not that long ago, she is our expert in this area, she said 88% of iOS users have actually opted out of tracking. And so what that means for those of us in e-commerce is that all these custom audiences (laughs) that you had built, so you were able to find your people, reach your people, just didn't work the same way anymore. And so because I was in it, because I was also trying to get uh, traffic to my site and find my audiences, I was able to find a workaround, you know, with the help of people on our team, some of our coaches, and me working on my business, we really came up with a very effective workaround to iOS 14, where we can still build great audiences really big audiences, we can do it inexpensively, and we can use those audiences and retarget effectively. And so that also was a big win from from the Sockdoggo project, from the Roadmap to 50K. The hard things for me, the hardest thing was from the day I started till the day we passed that 50K, I struggled hard with uh, authenticity. I can't even say it. Authenticity. I felt like a poser. I, you know, I probably regretted pretty quickly um, creating a business. I, I liked the sock part, but creating a business for dog owners, I just made me feel really inauthentic. I don't have a dog. And as a result of that, that struggle, I found it really hard to put aside the time. I didn't have the passion for the project that I certainly had for the We Squeak and for my other businesses. I didn't have that passion. I couldn't relate to the customer like I should have been able to. And because of that, it was really hard for me to find the time. And it was really hard to hold my interest. And I think that's why it took so long to get to the 50K. Because there would be weeks where I'd be like, yeah, I don't know. uh, Okay, I'll do it Tuesday. And then Tuesday, I would be booked. And so that was the hardest part for me. Really tough to hold my interest. And so I what I would recommend for anyone who's starting a business, don't just pick something. Don't do that. I've already done it. It's not funny. <laughs> Find something that you're passionate about, for sure. That is it's probably one of the most important things. The good result was that not long into the process, I found an amazing assistant who was was a graduate, a recent marketing graduate, and uh, I was able to work with her and our amazing coach, Claudia Howard, helped us. And she was fully trained by the time we passed 50K. She did all my Shopify updates. She did all my social media. She did all my email marketing. And so I ended up with a really well-trained assistant out of the project 
And in fact, she helps some of our other members now, does some work for them. And so that feels good. I feel like if and when I start another store, I have, I have my team. So that feels good. Now let's dive into really what happened. Let's start with the what. And so you'll love this. When we passed the 50K, our sales were $50,051.52. Yahoo. So we just passed 50K. That was 1,053 orders. And when I think about what went into those orders, here are the key metrics. Talk about these all the time. All your sales are based on these three key metrics that you can control. So when I look at what it took to get my first $50,000 in sales, my traffic was 104,000. That's a lot. My conversion rate was 0.91. It hovered around that 1% forever. That's not unusual for a newish store. Now, I really couldn't get away with being a newish store, but I was so part-time that I never really developed the repeat business I should have. So my conversion rate was 0.91 of a percent, and my average order value was $48.10. So those are my three key metrics, traffic, conversion, and average order value. That's what made up my sales. Now, when I look at the chunks of business that made up the 50,000. Here's how that broke down. Retail sales, people just coming to the website and buying one pair or a box, those sales were just over $31,000. Wholesale sales, which we didn't do until probably 10 months before we crossed the 50,000, maybe even a little less, Wholesale sales were $12,293. There's an episode, it's 102, you might want to jot it down, that talks about our wholesale strategy. And so that was a real boost. That got us to the $50,000 faster, and none of it was fast, but faster than it was going. And, um, And it made me feel better. It got a lot of products sold, and it made me feel like we were making progress. So that was good. The other thing, the other big chunk of sales was that I I tried, not as hard as I could have, but I tried to do a lot of collaborating with Sockdoggo, and I could have done a lot more, but I did have two collaborations that resulted in some wholesale sales, and that figure was the next biggest contributor, and that was uh, $6,672 from collaborating. So that was really good. Now, Let's talk about how we got these sales. I have some big rocks, three big rocks, and I want to tell you about them, but I also want to tell you why they are important to you. So you might want to write this down or at least onboard it. So here's here's what you need to know. So the first thing is I want to share with you traffic and how I got 104,000 web visitors. Now, if you've been listening or you're in the inner circle, you know that I I believe that you need 100 web visitors a day, 3,000 web visitors a month to get one to two sales a day. And they have to be the right people and your site has to be set up to convert. And so that's a lot more traffic than many people think you need, but really that's just the starting point. And if you're a new store or you sell an expensive product, you can count on one sale a day or less than one sale a day. And so my total traffic was 104,000 and change. And it took all those web visits to get 
to $50,000 because my conversion rate was a little bit less than 1%. Now, what you need to know, so this is important because this is good for your mindset and it's really good to set your expectations here and normalize uh, what you have to do to get there. So the first thing is that of those 104 web visits, 66,000 of them were paid. I paid for 66,000 of those web visits. That's 63% of the total. And the cost of that on average was 11 cents a visit. So when you think you're spending a lot of money on ads, I think 11 cents a visit is actually quite good, probably on the low side, but it's just part of what we have to do to get the momentum we need to grow our businesses. Now, the upside, even though 60, 63% sounds like a lot, the upside is 37% of those 104 web visits, so literally 38,000 web visits, were free. And those came from social media, they came from email marketing, and they came from two other places, search and direct. And here's what I want you to take away from that. If you feel like you're bashing your head against the wall with social media and you're, you're, you know, you show up, you don't get any response, you feel like your store is invisible. What I want, or you're sending emails and you feel like nobody's paying attention. What I want to share with you is that that search traffic and that direct traffic is almost always a product of all the things you do, that people are doing their thing. And so when they see you on social media, they don't always have time to go click or they don't always have interest to go click. But if you keep going consistently, they onboard your messaging and they go find your site. So when you think it's not working, I want you to just think, well, Susan Bradley got 38,000 web visits for free (laughs) and I can too. So I just want you to remember that. So the next thing I want to share with you is email marketing. Now, I really didn't do any SMS marketing, but I think you could lump that in with this too. Now, when we crossed the $50,000 mark, I had 11,865 profiles in my Klaviyo account. Now, what you need to know is that 8,700 of them were suppressed and 3,157 were active. And you also need to know that from the day I started that business, I was focused on collecting email addresses. Now, here again is something that I want to normalize for you to to have you on board is that of those, basically I had almost 12,000 email profiles. And of those, I paid for almost 4,000 of them. And I did that running ads for giveaways. And I ran either lead generation ads on Facebook and Instagram or conversion ads that had a lead pixel event. But every instance was a lead and we were advertising a giveaway. And so I want you to know that. And I want you to know that on average, those contacts cost me 75 cents. So they were a lot more expensive than traffic. But you're going to hear at the end of this why that was so important. But here's why it's so important for you. And it's this, it's that for me at Sockdago, email marketing 
was attributed to 36% of my total sales. That's a lot. Do you know of anything else that you could say is 36% of your sales? I don't think there's any other marketing activity that you could use unless you're paying the big bucks. And so here's why I think email marketing or SMS marketing, if you're doing that too, really works. And it's if you are sending, you know you have to send traffic to your site. So you are already sending traffic to your site. And if you have a pop-up that converts and you have an overall, uh, you're paying attention to lead generation, you're focused on it, then you don't really have to do anything else to catch the leads. You're sending good traffic to your site and you can catch a lot of leads on your pop-up. So it's aligned with what you're doing. You don't have to do another project. The second thing is that visits from an email are the best quality traffic you can get. And in fact, I think they are seven times more likely to convert into a sale than traffic from a cold source, so cold traffic. And so they are the highest value traffic that you can send to your site. The other thing that is so brilliant about email marketing is it's scalable. It works if you have a 100 contacts and it works if you have a 100,000 contacts. You don't have to really do anything differently. And so you can scale it. Your effort just, uh, you know, your ROI on your time and your money that you spend on your uh, email service provider It's just really rewarded. It just compounds as you scale that list. You can automate it so you can set up automations. And what I want to share with you is that with email marketing, I know a lot of the time people are very worried about not knowing what to send. But what I have to tell you is that consistency is more important than the content. Now, it's nice to have great content, but I wouldn't let trying to be creative and trying to come up with something new stop you. Remember your one goal with email marketing is to get people to click and go through to your site because that person is way more likely to buy than somebody who just happened by on social media. And so I want you to really think hard about the consistency of your email. So if you're not focused on number one, getting leads, start tracking, start checking how many leads you're getting every week. Because what I know, my good friend Bonnie told me this once, and I've repeated it so many times, where your attention goes, results follow. So if you start paying attention to leads, you're going to start getting more leads. If your pop-up isn't converting well, you know, I look at a lot of websites and there's a lot of bad pop-ups. If your pop-up isn't converting well, you need to fix it. Because you can do better. Now, average conversion rates on a pop-up are 2 to 3%. So that means out of every 100 people who see it, 2 to 3 will convert. But it isn't really that hard to get that number up to 5% or 6% or 7% or even 9%. It just takes a little bit of attention and focus and testing. And the difference, like, do you want to collect two email addresses for every hundred in the traffic that you're sending? Or do you want to collect eight? I mean, that's the difference. So if you're struggling with this, stop ignoring it and thinking that that is just the way it has to be. We have actually a really good guide that we created. It's all people who run stores just like us. These are pop-ups that convert. We show you what they look like. We tell you why they convert so well. 
and you can go through it step by step and start testing yours. You can get the guide at thesocialsalesgirls.com forward slash pop dash ups dash that dash convert. Go check out that guide and I I know you can improve that. So if your pop-up isn't working, grab the guide and get going. Now, the other things you need if you are not doing them now, it's imperative that you have a very, you know, short, doesn't have to be really long, but you need a welcome series. When somebody signs up to be on your list, you need to send them some emails, at least three. So if you don't have that done, you need to do that. And if you're offering them a discount in your pop-up, you need to deliver it and remind them about it in the welcome series. You need an abandoned cart, at least two emails for abandoned cart so that you can get people back to their carts and get them to make their purchase. And you need a browse abandonment uh, email. That's an automation where if somebody is already on your list and they look at something on your site you can shoot them off an email and show them what they were looking at. So it might be a little carousel of three or four products, gives them an opportunity to get back to them quickly and get those, um, you know, get the sale done. And all three of those things work really well and they're all automated. So if you don't have them, you need to do that. Welcome series, abandoned cart and browse abandonment. And if you're stuck, Clavio has already, they have them set up and you can just follow their lead on them, but don't leave it. Don't think you should do it later. Do it now. The last thing with email, of course, is if you aren't consistently emailing, you need to start. Get over yourself and start sending out emails. Again, consistency is better than content. And really remember your goal is just to get those people back to your site get them to click and go back to your site so that you increase your chances of getting a purchase. So that's email. So if email was 36% of our sales, it was a little bit shocking to me that ultimately wholesale was 25% of our sales. Because I think I mentioned earlier already in this episode that we didn't start out selling wholesale. It came later but but what I would have to say to you is if you are trying to figure out how you're going to get the sales you need, I think that it's worth considering because it, it truly did feel quite easy. I have to tell you that FAIR wasn't hard at all for us. We got orders. It was, it was pretty much passive and it made me feel better, it made me feel like we were moving product and that I was getting some momentum. But I think the other thing that's important with wholesale is it gives you the cash flow to reinvest in inventory that might sell better. And uh, and it also gets your product and your name in front of more people. So if you are priced accordingly that you can sell uh, through wholesale and you want to move some inventory, I would recommend it. I would recommend you open your mind to doing it. So I wanted you to know that shockingly, Wholesale was 25% of my sales. The last thing I wanted to share with you, which had a big impact on my sales, of course, was uh, the collaborations. So we had two maker collaborations with brands where we made a product for what I would consider an influencer with an audience of buyers. Now, I want you all to know that I consider every one of you who owns a business the influencer for your audience. And these 
people that we collaborated with were other businesses and I was confident making product for them because I knew they had an audience of buyers and it was actually really successful for us. And I just want you to open your mind to it. If you are a maker or if you are someone who imports their product, that this might be a way to expose your product to a whole other audience. You might be able to make a product for an influencer, somebody who has an audience of buyers, not somebody that just has followers, and then work on an amazing collaboration with them that sells that product and really gets your product in front of a whole new audience and and just grows your list, grows your traffic. It's just really good for your business. So we had those two uh, two collaborations, which ultimately were 14% of our sales. But we also did several smaller collaboration giveaways. And those were ultimately quite successful. So again, I would recommend that you think about this, that there are people out there just like you who have an audience with a similar profile to your audience. And those people buy a lot of things. And so I would consider collaborating with those people and getting your product and their product in front of your collective audience so that you can get more eyeballs on your product, grow your audiences, grow your traffic, grow your email lists, and over time, grow your sales. Because we tracked actually all of our giveaways that we did over time, and it's shocking. I'm going to share with you in another episode how shocking it is how those people, even though it feels like they're not converting at the beginning, how over time, when they're ready, they buy and you're going to, you'll be shocked at the conversion rates when I share them. And so I'm going to encourage you, if you are where I was and you want to grow your sales, but you don't want to buy every, every contact you get, you don't want to pay for every traffic, you know, every web visitor you get. These are strategies that will work to get you more traffic and more sales and more leads over time. So just to wrap up, those are my big rocks, I think. Those are the three things that contributed the most to my $50,000 in sales. So it was email marketing, wholesale, and collaboration. In total, those three things were 75% of my sales. And not one of those things was something that I had to go out and spend a ton of ad money on. So I want you to onboard that. There are a lot of ways to grow these businesses in a relatively organic way. It just takes consistency and uh, tracking so that you can see your progress and really putting yourself out there a little bit. But it can be done. No one's going to be mad at you for sending one extra email. I promise you that. So let's wrap it up. I have more to share with you on the Sock Doggo journey. The first thing I want to do is get out to you the high level strategy. I want to give you that strategic plan that you can see from a bird's eye view, something that you can take and apply to your business to get you, whether it's your first $50,000 or your first $100,000, I think that this is applicable, this this strategic plan that I have. The other thing I pulled out of the whole journey was five marketing activities. These are things that you can do to get sales. I pulled them out because they had super high conversion rates. 
compared to my 0.91 conversion rate. And so these five uh, five activities have really high conversion rates, and they are things that you can do that you can repeat over and over again. They're scalable. So whether you have 10 people that you're marketing to or 10,000, it's still the same strategy, and there's not a big investment. So you don't have to spend a lot of money to do any of these things. So I'm going to share that with you over the next few weeks. I just have to figure out a good way to do it so that you get only what you need, not a lot of fluff, and they are things that you can just run with and go implement. The last thing I want to talk to you about is a little surprise. This is um, something that I, no one should be surprised, but but it is a surprise. When I hit the $50,000, I had my little, you know, celebration in my mind. I even took a few days to talk to the team about it. But what I did was I gave myself permission to stop. Because it had been, Sockdoggo had been such a mental struggle for me so long, I thought, okay, yay, I don't have to do this anymore. I hit the 50K, I can stop, I can move on to something else. I'm not sure what yet, but I will share when I know, and I can stop doing this. And so I just sold it. <laughs> so I just decided to sell the the business, sold Sockdoggo. And as of the first week of May, Sockdoggo had a new owner. So it's a couple of months now that Sockdoggo has had a new owner. And we'll see what's next for Sockdoggo. But what I would have to say is that of all the businesses I've sold, this one was not profitable. I, you know, it was more important to me to get it off my plate than to make it profitable. I don't think the company was particularly profitable. And so I was just really looking to sell the assets and and move on. And even though that doesn't feel like a huge giant win, it is, it feels like a win because I got it off my plate. And so that's what I did. That's my little surprise. So listen, gang, I hope this was helpful. I'm going to put as much of I can as I can of this into the show notes so that if you have any questions, it's clear. Always don't be afraid to ask, hop into the Roadmap to 50K group and just ask your questions. You can tag me. I'm happy to answer them. But I hope this helps you feel, first of all, normal about your results and feel like you have a few things to focus on that are going to get you on the right track, give you some clarity about what you have to do and help you get some wins. We'll see you soon. Hey there. Are your sales a lot slower than you thought they would be? so frustrating. You know you have a good product and you're just kind of stumped wondering what you're missing and what it's going to take before you'll get the sales you want every day. So I want to share a free workshop I made for you. Before you start making more changes on your website, I want you to take a little bit of time and watch this. Spend 40 minutes with me and you're going to see why you're not getting the sales that you want And you will be clear on what it is you really need to do to move the needle. I'm almost positive it's not changed something on your website. Head on over to thesocialsalesgirls.com forward slash sales every day and go have a watch. 
This is training from our inner circle. It's in our foundations unit. Our members get it right away and they leave feeling confident about their site, their product, their pricing, and they're ready to get on the path to success. I want to share that with you. So the URL is thesocialsalesgirls.com sales every day. I'll stick it in the show notes. See you soon.